Tim is a professional photographer. He's been doing it for many years. Um, started off in um, what Baltimore, right? That's where you yeah, grew yeah, up. I yeah, I grew up in Baltimore. Yeah, and then you traveled all around uh, so- Southern America, South America, and um, started getting to photojournalism um, through newspapers and whatnot. And then uh, slowly but surely uh, got your got your way up to taking photos of some pretty interesting people, some powerful figures, and um, like Bill Gates and a lot of celebrities and stuff. And it is now um, living down in sunny San Diego uh, amongst the amongst the goodness. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's just a, he's a really impressive photographer. If you want to check out his work, you should. There's going to be links in the bottom of the podcast, but check it out. His name's Tim, T-I-M, Tatter, T-A-D-D-E-R. And uh, yeah, he takes really awesome photos and um, he uses really interesting processes. And we're going to have a lot of talk about that and just, uh, yeah, about work and life and family balance traveling you know enlightenment rebuilding yourself reconstruction all this good stuff so <laughs> and thank you so much for coming on man we had a we had met at a friend's uh, studio and we just had an amazing talk and i was like i gotta get you on the podcast to share all this great stuff with so yeah without uh, any further ado welcome to <laughs> thanks ash thanks for having me yeah, yeah. like this I'm glad to be here. Um, happy to share and and um, stoked that people you know sort of love the creative um, the creative process as much as I do, and and it's always great to share that. Awesome, yeah, man. I mean, there's so much to talk about with like the process that you've taken, the steps that you've taken. I mean, you um, what I really remembered from our conversation, which I thought was awesome. There was many things, but. Um, we can go backtrack and we can go back and forth. It doesn't matter really. There's no order to this. But the thing that I remember you saying is that you used to be um, like a math a math teacher, right? Yeah. At what yeah. grade? Like uh, high school? Did you say? High school. I taught. I taught everything from seventh grade up until seniors. So I, I had the gamut. I taught like the little, the little like prepubescent monsters all the way through <laughs> to like, you know, the the guys who thought they knew everything at 18 you know so I, I saw the gamut of of the kids and um you know I was a math I was a mathematician um you know trained in in college uh so have a very analytical sort of scientific approach to art at some times um but at the other end of it is you know I have this like creative you know imagination that I try to bring into it as well yeah you can really see um the um technician side of your work I think through um yeah the way that you kind of um, the studio lighting perfectionism kind of stuff, like the high crazy amounts of hours in Photoshop pro- post production kind of madness too, and like you can tell, and, and it was cool when you had mentioned that. I was like, oh, okay, that makes a lot of sense now to me because just just seeing um, the way you create, everybody has a different voice, you know, and and the way that they create, and, and just knowing that you um, are really into math and 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 the the science basically the art of that you know which is beautiful in itself but that's what photography really is if you think about it it's like numbers you know it's science it's science of numbers and capturing light and capturing form and stuff and which is cool if you understand math i'm sure it it was probably really intriguing for you right the two worlds are pretty close together yeah i mean i think i think um photography is is one of the most scientific arts um you know, for sure, much more scientific than 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 many of the uh, other genres that you can express yourself in. And you know, 
first from a technical standpoint photography can be very technical um it can people can get lost in the numbers of it i the numbers always made sense to me the ratios and the geometry and the and the physics of it all made a lot of sense to me um so it was a natural it was a natural medium for me to sort of dabble in um and then with the computer end of it i, I was always very computer literate and i was always intrigued by the power of the computer and I always felt as a kid growing up that I wasn't utilizing the computer to its fullest extent and I wanted to figure out how to make it do all the cool things that it should be able to do so I was naturally drawn to to integrate those things you know yeah um, my photography is certainly like super it's super technical comparatively to a lot of great uh, uh, photographers out there that might have a more of a esoteric or, or more of a, a fluid vision. My vision tends to be somewhat pre-materialized or pre-visualized. You know, I kind of go into a shoot with an idea of what I want to get as opposed to going to a shoot and saying, let's see what happens. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and, and I, and, and that's a, you know, no, you know, it's just a different process, you know, yeah, it's just your process. Yeah, well, my, you, you, you started doing like photojournalism, which you were just capturing what was in front of you, but then you, you decided you're, you're to, to um, kind of feed that more curious storyteller side of yourself. Right. Which, which is controlling the situation and, and creating things and the stories and elaborate you know the process of it is completely different obviously you know and yeah and you get probably you probably get a bit lost in that matrix i'm sure right like you know it's like just pixel fucking <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> until like you're there or, or until the next job comes up or until it's time to go to bed <laughs> yeah <exactly. laughs> yeah my, my relationship with my monitor right yeah um, yeah you know i i uh it's funny because you know when you when you just kind of triggered a thought in my in my head about you know when I was a photojournalist, I used to go into these events or or into these jobs or storytelling assignments as a photojournalist, and I'd always was thinking like, wouldn't it be great if this happened? But it never happened, you know. Mm. It, it, you know, wouldn't it be great if like the guy was standing over there by that beautiful light and you know, it, it created this awesome, you know, beam on him. And in photojournalism, you have to hope the guy walks into that light, you know, yeah, you yeah. have to hope that the event transpires in a way, in a way or an area that makes it dynamic. But a lot of times, you know, it just doesn't happen. And so I think part of that frustration of when I was a, a, a journalist was the, is that like these visions that I had would never materialize, you know, and, and I couldn't force the, the subject into the spot because that was completely unethical and against all pro parts of the process and and um so i found myself wanting to do that to a certain degree and and the only way to do that is for me to create you know my own type of work outside the realm of photojournalism and so you know maybe that's where it really started was from that desire to like you know to realize that i wasn't getting the moments captured that I really envisioned and that I was a pre-visualizer. I was somebody that sort of like had this vision of the perfect world or the perfect moment or the perfect event. And, and I wanted to, sh and I wanted to share my vision of it. And so I think that's probably where a lot of how I make images comes from. Yeah. It comes from that, you know, some sort of perception that I have of, of, of what I need to communicate. No, that's really cool because you could just turn into um, a cog, you know, a cog in a wheel, you know, if you weren't, 
if you, I mean, you could just go along with the system and follow with it. And I mean, yeah. the, the deeper you go in the rabbit hole, the, the cooler things get sometimes. And then, you know, there's different levels to that, you know, and there's different opinions upon that. But yeah, I mean, photojournalism, I mean, that's what really makes um, some of the National Geographic stuff. We can talk about that too, based off your schooling and stuff, but like how some of the National Geographic photos, some of the most pr like profound ones is just those really amazing moments, you know, like capturing like just the way oh, that person sure. looks, you know, and then, but like, you know, that photographer might have shot like 5,000 photos and that trip and that one was just a gem, you know? And Oh yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> or, I mean, I think, I think when I was in that photojournalism school, um, that was the reason I went to that school was that the director of the school used to be the photo editor at National Geographic. And, you know, I think the process was like one photo out of every 25,000 frames captured by a photographer actually makes it in the magazine. Crazy. And it was more, it was more of a patience thing. I think is like those guys are, have unbelievable patience and unbelievable dedication and are, and, and are unbelievably committed to the, to that part of the craft. And I found myself maybe not being that committed to that, you know, maybe yeah. not having the patience, um, you know, I, I remember one story, there's this awesome geographic photographer named Nick Nichols, and he made this amazing image of, uh, of a gorilla, silverback gorilla being surrounded by these incredible blue butterflies. And it was like this juxtaposition between like the most dominating massive beast and these like subtle, like, like fragile winged beauties, you know, and yeah. it was incredible duck juxtaposition and, and the story goes that like he had malaria and and he was you know in this tree waiting for this photograph for I remember like this story. six weeks yeah i remember this story and i mean and like that you know i mean that makes the picture so incredible and i have so much respect for those people but i also love my wife and i also love my kids and i also <laughs> love you know where I live and I love I love you know going down to the beach or playing golf or doing these other things and so maybe my commitment level to that part of the craft wasn't there and I thought well you know what I can make that picture with a toy gorilla and some butterflies and some photoshop and blah 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 <laughs> <laughs> playing god a bit yeah and still and still catch the surf you yeah. know yeah it's the art of playing god rather than capturing it you know right and, 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 and you know no 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 you know no no disrespect to, to anyone it's no, just a different not. approach you yeah know? it's and, a different and, process right We've, and, and people are called to do different things yeah definitely well it's it's your inner voice right it's your inner calling it's what you yeah. when you wake up in the morning if you don't have this you you should anybody that's listening to this like there's something that is telling you to follow whatever that bliss is you know and you got to kind of focus in on it and if you're not sure you just got to go out there and do it and it's cool to hear that you had internal stories because i think that's really what breaks down to what makes us humans interesting is that the curiosity you know it yeah. kills the cat but it also is really interesting you know like there's some really beautiful things that can happen from just being a curious um ob observer of the world around you you know and and the way that you approach your own expression because that's really what we're trying to do here right we're trying to convey emotion and try to you know sell an idea. We can talk a bit about commercial work too, because I want to get into that. I also wanted to talk to you. I think I've talked to you or referenced a lot of his stuff and tried to get you to check it out. I don't know if you did, but um, like uh, I just watched that documentary on Gregory Crutzen's work. Uh huh. Yeah. Have, yeah. Did you see that? I haven't seen it. I, I've, I've heard about it, but I'm a big fan of his work, so I imagine I've probably seen parts of it. Okay. 
is it a new piece or or has it been around for a while? I think it's a uh, his last um, showing. I think. Oh, okay. But what's really cool, and and we can, um, what I really took away from that is is the way that he he's like a movie production kind of. Yeah. The way he sets up his his stuff, but the way that he captures um, the photos, it's it's really interesting. Like kind of the his process, but the, the end result is so interesting. It's like he controls things, but almost like. Like Kubrick would do similar things, I think. He would control things to nausea, like almost just like too much. But for some reason, the final image, it just makes it all worth it, you know, because there's there's a re- there's a reason, you know, like there's a reason behind everything that's mm-hmm. involved in things, you know, and right. and uh, and and it's it's interesting to see it in everybody's work, you know, at different levels, right? There's different levels. Like a guy like him, he had to work so hard for so many years, I imagine, just to get the trust and, and respect from others to get that big of a production studio kind of set up, you know, to shut down streets and get, you know, huge crane lighting rigs and, and the, uh, the talent, the people to help him along with it. It's, it's a huge endeavor, you know, and I, and I'm sure you've done quite a bit of your own, um, production shooting and, and shots and all that kind of stuff. And it's just, it's, for me, it's really interesting because I love photography and I love the art of it. And it's really cool to see people in their element, um, really expressing themselves, you know, and it's really cool. Like, you should really check that um, documentary out. And anybody that's listening, you should check them out. Gregory Crudson's. Uh, I'll have to look it up and I'll post it maybe later on or something. But it's fucking awesome, and I can I, I, I can see I a love, connection to you through his stuff because of the production. Yeah, for sure. And I and I love what I, what what he's been able to do is is uh, become a media creator independent of clients. Yeah. Um, and you know, that, that's something that is more possible now than ever. Yeah. Um, and because really at the, at the end of the day, the first thing that I would consider myself is like an artist first, um, then a commercial photographer, commercial photography, photography, like keeps my lifestyle where, where, you know, where I want it to be. Yeah. But really it doesn't that that doesn't define me um what defines me is is the images that i make for myself the images that i make that are my ideas come to fruition the the things that i create you know the, the things that i leave behind you know the law that are that are independent of 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 uh of me and my spoken word and my and, and the way that i walk this world is is these images that I've created that people um, you know absorb and and are are inspired by or influenced by or connect to um, those things are are um, are awesome and Crutzen was has has you know it's just he, he's made these incredible scenes come to life um, out of the mundane um, and yet has been able to have an audience. Um, that appreciates his work and then that sort of generates his his life um, and today with the internet and self-publishing and and all those other mediums like we as content creators have more and more power um, some people are, have were talked like oh photography's dying um, really not, who says uh, that uh, lots of like you'd be surprised with how many negative photographers are out there. That, well, yeah, so that, negative that, people out there, yeah. Right, and and they they just complain about how the market's eroding and how 
jobs are getting paid less and it's harder and harder to find work and blah 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 and, and excuses and that, excuses that, that's fine yeah you know and, and and that may be true but from my vision i i see the market is infinite i see there's more websites there's more um television station there's more media outlets there's more um you know there's more exposure there's more eyeballs that are connected that are intertwined. I have clients that call me from the from the Middle East and from um, Asia and from South America and from you know all over the world because they've seen my work and it's really it's really incredible. Like I, I you know every once in a while in your career in your life you have these like catch your breath moments you know and yeah. I had recently I was in São Paulo and um, São Paulo Brazil and it's this unbelievably massive city. Yeah. And I was up on a helipad at dusk above this city doing this shoot for somebody. And I had this unbelievable city around me, the biggest concrete jungle I'd ever seen by far. And I was up there by myself with one other dude. And I had just this moment up here, like somebody is paying me to be down here in South America you know, to for my for my vision, for my talent, uh, of of my ability to see and to communicate with my my vision, um, you know, and, and I'm doing exactly what I love to do, and I feel so blessed, like to have this opportunity. And there's all these amazing photographers that are in these buildings below me and around me, and yet somebody thinks highly enough of me to to bring me here to to to, to because I can do something that nobody else here can do. Yeah, and that's cool. confident in, in that. And that made me, you know, amongst these 22 million people that were below me, literally, because I was on like one of the highest buildings in, in Sao Paulo, you know, the, that, 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 that I have a unique vision that people value. And that was like this, you know, take your breath away moment for me. And it just kind of, should solidify any artist who has any kind of insecurity about their value of their work or their abilities is that like look like if you have a talent it has a value and if you can work your ass off at creating a unique vision your 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 opportunities are endless really and i, I never imagined in a million years i could dream as big as that moment you know um and as big as the project i was working on there was you know it was a huge project for the world cup and i'm all the way down here in south america it was just it was a great it was a great moment to take reflection in the fact that we create our ideas and make them come to to life and not uh and that's a special thing and and we shouldn't take it for granted but anyway no I, indeed i mean that's yeah. beautiful i mean it's really great that you have the type of personality and the um, understanding internally of yourself to be able to take a moment to reflect on that because you know oftentimes we get so consumed with what's in front of us and sometimes you know you get the big giant slap in the face like hey you're lucky you know like those kind of right. moments and i and i love those moments you know i've had those that like on a movie set just being like geez this is crazy i'm like Right. So I've been flown out here to do this and it's just uh, people trust me enough to spend all this money and resources and, 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 and with that comes a great responsibility but it's like um, we could, have you read that book uh, The War of Art 
we bring it up quite a bit in the podcast. It's a really I good book. Not. I got to get you some of these books or refer all these things. I, to you because I, I, I just got the the the, uh, the Belsky book. Oh, the manager day to day. Yeah, <laughs> I, I loved it, dude. I I, I, I blasted through it in like two days. <laughs> yeah, it's it's great. I'll share my notes with you once you're done because it has cool. some really cool things. But um, what he talks about is about like going pro and and um, like how um, like all the distractions and how they can take away from your main objectives and stuff. And, and, and what you said there was perfect, you know, I think, and I couldn't agree with you more. And that's so beautiful that you had that moment. I mean, there's, there's, you know, as we decide things in life, happiness is a choice. It's one thing I've always said, you know, and I always believe it and I agree in it when I'm upset or there's problems I have. It's like, it's my choice to be upset about this. You know, it's like, right. And, and it was your choice to sit there and be like, you know what? Like, I'm just, I'm blessed right now, you know, and if, whether you believe in a God or not or whatever, I don't necessarily um, know. And I don't really necessarily believe in anything yet. <laughs> I haven't figured out what I really into, but there's gotta be something out there. And, uh, when you get a moment like that, it's just that aha moment, like, you know, like, damn, life is good. And it's important to see that, you know, and, and it's important to appreciate the things that we have because we are only here for a blink of an eye, you know, and, and it's important to experience that and to make the choices to get yourself there, you know, like your life is spawned into a series of decisions and choices to get you to that exact moment, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, and, and yeah, I, couldn't agree, but I think I think like I think we as creatives uh, can sometimes devalue ourselves and put more burden on ourselves than than um, than we need to, and um, you know like like you know you have this unique vision and and people value that, and and I think you know so many people have that, and why are we so lucky to to have our vision? be accepted you know like like there are tons of guys that are that are better photographers than than i am and um and do this better than i am but but um you know why why do i get these jobs you know like why are we so lucky and i guess the the just being able to um acknowledge that you have value and your creativity has value and your creativity has um has need uh, or or util utility um, is important for for people to to, to realize because a lot of people don't um, a lot of I see a lot of creatives like sort of selling themselves short you know and um, and I, I just I hope the market continues to I hope people don't do that because it it, it hurts the market and hurts all of us because we are special people you know we do things that that other people can't and um, and we should value that and cherish it. Yeah, well, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? I mean, I, I couldn't, I, if I could, if I could like get a penny for every time somebody said, "Oh, the economy's bad," blah blah blah, uh, I'd be a rich person because I was kept hearing that, and it, to me, I just don't didn't never agreed with that. I mean, of course, yeah, the numbers are bad and all that stuff, but it's a self-fulfilling thing. If if everybody around you and yourself included is complaining about something and saying something that's bad. Of course, it's going to be bad, you know, but if, if, if you're going to go against the grain and say like, hey, I'm going to make a change here, I'm going to do this, this and that, and blah, 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 whatever it may be, uh, it becomes something else, it becomes something stronger and better and, 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 you know, you get a better experience out of it, you know, and, and I think that all comes down to choices and, and, and respecting yourself, like you said, as artists, 
a lot of times, and, and myself included in my path, um, you know, I wasn't sure of myself and who I was, and, and it, took, it took a while, and it always takes a while for everybody, you know, and, and a true artist never stops. A true artist is always curious and, and works until the day he's dead, I think. I think that's, there's no, there's no, like, exit plan, really, you know, like, I'll always work, even when I'm retired and stuff. It's But uh, I think what you're saying here is that it's it's important to value yourself because through your own value and, and, a, and a appreciation of your own self um, you can take yourself to that next level you know if you were if you were to if you were to have a tons of self-doubt and you were like uh, uh, you, you, you could easily if you if you had tons of self-doubt and you didn't believe in yourself you could probably probably be interning for somebody you know yeah, you know what I mean, cool. like you that's in but you're like you have enough. Uh, I think it's also because you're a dad, too. And I think we can talk about that, too, because once you step into those shoes, it's time to step that game up because you got people Absolutely. relying on you and you're, you're the team leader. And, you know, like, I mean, your wife, obviously the woman, you know, the wife usually runs this shit, the show. But <laughs> for the man, it's like something clicks and changes in you once you become a dad, I think. And oh, then you can, sure. That yeah. that happened for me like a light switch. And, and that brings me back to another like aha moment is I was. I, in my career, like you know, I had this I had this baby um, Emerson, my first child. She's seven years old. So seven years ago, you know, I was doing primarily photojournalism. I worked in the local market here. Um, you know, meaning my only my clients were all local people. Nobody knew who I was, my name, anything on a, on a national scale at all. Um, you know, my and a good job for me was a thousand dollar you know session or something, and that was awesome, and I was super stoked. Then I have a baby and it's like, <laughs> snap, <laughs> like, yeah. I got to figure out how to make this thing work. And so it became like, I did, I did focus and, and, um, and I started to look, I started to take myself, I started to look at myself more as a, as a, as you know, like what I did and how do I do it? Di- how do I do it better and differently? And how do I stand out and how do I, you know, follow my passion and and follow my vision and how do I do things that I really like to do because that is going to you know that's the only thing that I'm going to be able to wake up in the morning and be happy about going to do you know and so I I I, that was a total light switch and changed everything yeah um, for sure that's awesome it's easy to become complacent and and lack lack of days and just chill you know like if you don't have a fire burning under you you know then you're just it's easy to relax and enjoy and there's nothing wrong with that you know i think um for the most part it'd be good if we relaxed a little bit more but um when you <laughs> yeah, sure. in the society and in america and in southern california especially and, and the the amount of money it costs to live here and, and to stay progressive and to keep keep the bills at bay i mean you really gotta freaking work hard for it you know like you gotta really push you know i mean it's expensive all around the place you know there's cities that are much more expensive than san diego to live but certain parts it's you know it's it's not easy to raise a family too and so when you're when you're raising a family in in uh, situations where you have to, a lot of bills to pay and people to feed uh yeah it's you either you you man up and become a man or you just puss out and just you know abandon that um, responsibility you know and Fortunately, yeah. there's a lot of people that abandon it, but I think I think what's a bummer for that those people um, is that they never got the chance to really understand the what benefits that brings you. You know, like I grew up, my mom's raised me as a single single mom, and, and I have a godfather now. He's my dad, but um, you know, I'd always wonder, like, damn, you know, like uh, it would it would bum me out as a young boy growing up without a dad, you know, and 
and eventually I, I became a dad myself and I realized like, wow, what a bummer for that guy, you know, like yeah. he doesn't get to know me, you know, like he doesn't yeah. get, he never got to understand like what it was to experience that responsibility, you know, and who knows, maybe he has a kid, kids now and stuff, but the responsibility and, and the things that come along with that, it, you know, it, you can look at that in so many different ways, right? Through the responsibility of taking on a big client, the responsibility of finishing that shot and doing that and then making their clients happy is it's all kind of connected, at least the way that I see it, you know, it's, it's, it's all interconnected in a lot of ways, you know, and a lot of it comes from being a, being a, a dad or, you know, being somebody that is taking care of other people. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I just know that those, those, the kids that I have add so much positive joy and energy into my life that, um, <laughs> that, that, that for me, it's, it's, I have a very easy structure, you know, it's like, Fam, you know, being a husband, being a father, then being a photographer, you know, that's the progression because at the end of the day, those little guys, that, that's, you know, that's what it boils down to, you know, like, yeah, if they need me, that's where I'm going to be. So, um, you know, it, but it is a motivating factor, um, for sure. At least, at least from a, at least, you know, for me, not so much financially, but maybe that's because, you know, we have a good client base and, and that's, you know, that's been, we've been very blessed in that regard, but maybe it's more just from a, a legacy based, you know, like I want to, I want to progress to a position in the industry where I, I'm very well respected um, and that my kids, when they grow up, are, 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 can think of their father as a, as a, as a, you know, a well-respected artist. Um, and uh, and, and, you know, that would, that would make me really proud, you know, just to, just to have them be proud of me, you know? So, um, so that, you know, that's maybe a motivator, uh, too, you know, just to, to look at your legacy and what you, how you're viewed by ne the next generation. Yeah, know? definitely. Yeah. You don't want to be the jerk, you know, <laughs> you want to leave behind a good, a good feeling on the earth, you know, and yeah and you, you know, whenever you can do something bigger you know there's the the idea that the world that you have now is is comprised of your you know, your wife and your kids and your close friends and, and some people outside of that you know that are you know work related friends and casual friends like you and i and then and then even further out of that it's where the clients and everybody lives but i think as you get bigger it's almost like a son you know like you progress and become a son a source of life and, yeah. and, and it, and you can either be a jerk about it and like take all, take all the money and be selfish and stuff, or you can give a lot back and give to people, you know? And I think really down deeply, like, I think that we are really here to give, you know, and to give to one another because that's how we progress. And that sounds very like kumbaya, <laughs> but that's the way I feel about things because when I give to people, I just feel really great. And, and there's different levels people take, you know, but I think what I'm saying here is that when you get bigger, the bigger you get, the more you should give, you know, like that's because the more you give, the better you live, you know, like it's, it sounds, sounds silly, but like, that's the thing I've been getting from that. And that's why I do this podcast, you know, it, it, it costs me time and money to do these, but I do them not only for the great experiences of being able to talk to my heroes and friends and people that I really admire, but at the same time to, to get these things out there for people that might not have that strength within themselves you know and and want to hear about other people's journeys to to fuel their own you know i i yeah i mean it's amazing how much information is out there on how to Crazy. do it that that how to do like 
I, I just remember when I was starting how lost I was, how clueless I was, how starved I was for information. Yeah. How 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 and now like within within a few short years, like you can go online and have a window into, you know, anything, you know, and learn how to do anything. I mean, I bet you, I, I almost bet you could go online and learn how to be, become a surgeon. I bet you, you could go on YouTube and see a video of somebody taking a heart out. Like, <laughs> I mean, you could do, you can learn. There's so much access to information yeah. that there's really no excuse anymore. And there is none. That's why, you know, I kind of look at it like, or, or one of the reasons I look at it is like, man, like, don't just don't just learn how to become a photographer or an illustrator or, or somebody because that's easy like you can learn how to do that you can learn proficiency learn proficiency and then be visionary be be inspiring do take the skill set and and create something new and unique because otherwise you're just, just becoming part of a, of a of a jumbled conversation you're not you're not speaking you're not leading you're not you're not creating something that that is a beacon you're just part of the noise and and it's just I, 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 you know and, and and to that regard I see unbelievable stuff being created but not enough you know like I see a lot of the same but then every once in a while, I see something truly inspiring, and I sort of see it from the same characters. You know, there's these special people out there that that inspire me, that have continually are like, "Wow, that guy's doing it again!" Like that guy's after it again. Like, like, you know, I think that that what separates the 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 the, the wheat from the chafe is that how, is that the expression? <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, it's the is the um, is. You know, you know the uniqueness that you have out there and that and what you're doing like the stuff that you're doing and um you know some of the stuff that we do over here you know it, it, it's it you know we just don't want to um we just don't want to blend in we want to blend out and and um and we're okay with not being trendy um you know we we're okay with not looking like everybody else because that's to, to me that's not the standard that's the that's the that's the sheep following the herd and and I, and I I look at myself not as a black sheep in a in a in a negative way but I look at us as a black sheep in a in a difference way um, we we want to be uh, we want to be the one you notice not because we're good not because we're bad but because we want you to notice our work and and to contemplate one way or the other um, yeah. And so that, that that's something that I, I see out there is I see all this knowledge being passed around, but um, I, I really want to start seeing more of that knowledge being being applied to uniqueness. Yeah. Well, I think it breaks down to choices, right? You know, like if you have all this knowledge, it's your choice. You know, it's it's, and that's what's cool is and in, in talking about and we could talk about kind of like your choices along the line when you create your work because I'm sure that people listening would like to have a little bit more of a we're speaking very metaphorically and abstractly about yeah. all this very complex uh, detail oriented kind of stuff but i think what is really cool is is to think about like 
um, the complexities of things and, and where things go from, you know, and why those choices are made to, to make that to make that experience kind of come together because yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree more. That's really the point of it. And, it, and we can talk a bit too about the commercial world because, oh man, it's so hard. Um, the commercial world, I, mean, I don't know how your experience is for you. For me, it's been really a challenge because um, people only can buy what they can see and yeah. they can only see about an inch in front of them, usually big yeah. clients. And they can't yeah. see a true visionary sees light years ahead, you know, like, you know, I bring up George Lucas a lot in his prime. He was way ahead. I mean, like ILM, you know, you think about all these things that he created. Um, he saw the future of film. He saw the future of things and, 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 and collaborated and connected with the right people to make that happen. Um, Bill Gates and Steve Jobs and all these people as well. I mean, these are just figureheads. There's plenty of people, smaller people. Uh, doing this stuff daily, you know, especially nowadays, but it's 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 those choices, you know, it's the choices that you make that define you um, And I think that you know, we can talk about I mean Do you want to talk about kind of how your process is with getting these things done? I mean sure your process now it seems like from what I understand and, and fill in the blanks for me here is that um, you know at the stage you're at now you've amassed enough of your own sun uh, characteristics if you want to use metaphors and sure. you've met you're, you're you're gaining your own galaxy basically building planets and all that kind of stuff and acquiring all the uh, the, the right people and the, and the satellites and the people that you have around you you know and and and, and what i think it's hard for you probably and for everybody though is like you know you, you do work for like coca-cola and pepsi and these household names budweiser and adidas and sony and microsoft and stuff and like very challenging clients actually to think about to to really you know, you know, you got to pay your bills to enjoy your lifestyle, but then you got to also try to appeal to your creative side or you're just feeling like you're, you're just wasting your time. I imagine, you know, so. Well, I, I think it's a very good, um, you know, I have a very good, strong sort of opinion about that kind of approach, you know? Yeah. Um, and I have a lot of opinions about everything. Um, <laughs> like I, this is kind of my, 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 um, my way. Uh, maybe that comes from my my upbringing. Um, you know, I think I think look like I'm a tradesman. I might be you know I'm just like a plumber or a carpenter or a or a electrician or, or somebody. Like I get paid to do a service. Um, commercial and, work you were talking about. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. You know, sorry. like when you, when you, when we talk about commercial work, I'm a tradesman. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes, as a tradesman, you know, we have a very specific problem at hand. Uh, my my sink is backed up. Come fix it. Well, yeah, yeah. you know, that's a photo shoot. Like, hey, I need to photograph, you know, this celebrity on white for a, a in store display. Okay. So you go into that and it's work and you know that you're not going to make the greatest portrait of a human being that ever lived. You're going to photograph this guy in a, in a, in a non-branded uniform because the client doesn't pay for the NFL rights or something like that. And it's, it's going to be a photograph. And, and you're going to make a good photograph because you, you love photography and you love what you do and, and you're going to be professional and you're going to get a good shot. But you're not going to set the creative world on fire. And so I'm a tradesman. I'm doing a job, and 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 I'm and I'm going to do it to the best of my ability because at the end of the day, I want this guy to call me not when he's got a plugged up sink, 
But I want him to call me when he's got, um, you know, how to figure out how to run pipe for an apartment complex. And then when he calls me for that job, then I get to be uh, an architect of creativity as opposed to a, a service personnel. And, and the difference between that is, is huge. So, you know, I might go service this guy's sink and, and, and make it work and do it with a smile on my face and make a really good product. But what I really want is for her, him to meet me, for him to, the client I'm saying, for yeah. him to understand I think differently, that I see differently, and that when, when the time comes for him to have a project, um, that he needs somebody of my skill set that, that he's going to remember me or lean on me to, to, to make his problem go away. Um, and that's the, the older I get into the more, not older, but the, the more uh, seasoned I get in my career, the more of those bigger, you know, more sophisticated jobs I see where people are calling me with a very rough idea. Hey, I want to shoot girls in bikini soccer uniforms um, and, and uh, you know, do something that is cool for the World Cup. Yeah. All right. Well, let's think <laughs> about that, you know, and, and then we come up with an idea and we bounce an idea back and forth with somebody else and we bounce it with somebody else. And then the next thing you know, things are starting to materialize and then then something presents itself and it's like, that's what we're going to do. And then we and then we run with it and we present that to the client. The client presents me A and I look at A and I go, I'm going to add B. So here you go, client. Here's A plus B. This is what I want to do. And sometimes they're like, this guy's insane. All we want is A. But sometimes they're like, wow, that's great. Let's hire you. And so when I work in a job creative situation, the commercial world's always a triple bid where I'm always bidding against three other P or two other people. Yeah. You know, and I always say, you like, explain that to you. Sorry. The, the business side, I'm sure, but oh. it's, sorry, keep going. Okay. So, so the triple bid process, yeah, the triple bid is just simply as that. It's like, you know, you're going to call X, Y, and Z vendors. You're going to ask them, you're going to present them with the same creative challenge and you're going to come back and see the pricing on the different three. And normally you go, go, go with a guy in the middle. If all the creatives the same, you go with a guy in the middle because, you know, the low guy, you think, well, maybe he doesn't have the confidence or the, or the, or the, uh, the knowledge of the job to really get what we need. And the high guy, he, he's just insane. And this is all the, all the creatives <laughs> all equal. Well, I like to be, I like to be creatively different so that I'm not battling that choice on price. Yeah. And so if I am high, they're going to look at my bid as, well, this guy's giving A plus B and that's why his bid's high. Not because like he's high, you know? Um, I, so that, that question for me is in, in business in the commercial world, it's like, Hey, always try to add a little bit of B into the problem because, um, when you're, when you're, when you're for jobs on a creative sense, you're more likely to get a job if you're adding something special to the mix, as opposed to just giving the client what they want. Yeah. Now, some people, some clients only want what they want, but I'd rather work with the clients that want a plus B than the clients who are just hiring oh, to fix yeah. their sink. Yeah. I really, uh, it's, that's one thing I always say. It's something I've 
figure I've come along with. It's like you never want to be the client's hands. You want to be their mind or their brain. You know, like you totally. Know, and like totally. when when a client controls you, it becomes really muddy. Um, yeah, unless the client's really cool. I mean, there's everything's you know so hypothetical because it's all per situation. But for the most part, when you got a guy that sits behind a desk and has an enormous ego and he doesn't know anything about art and he's trying to tell you what color to use and this stuff, this and that, it's like okay that's cool he has an, uh, an opinion and that's awesome and should be respected if, because he is your client but then you get into the these weird crazy realms where you just don't want to deal with that you don't want to you, you don't want to be listening to somebody that's unqualified you know if you're if you're a plumber and you're working on a house and then the owner comes through and he's just he's a lawyer and he's like oh you should use this nut flange blah blah, blah and he's trying to get in there and fuck with your pipes you're like get the hell out of here dude you're fucking with the program here you know right. and, you're, and you're, you're basically right. sabotaging the product and i am the one at risk because everybody's going to be seeing this and when you carry yourself as a professional uh, it's important to have the work to show and then it, you're going to look like an asshole because you didn't do a good job, you know, and it's all, it just kind of, it, it's, it kind of falls it down is, from there, you know? Yeah, it, it is very muddy. Like I can't tell you how many projects the client has <laughs> deflated my, deflated my creative ego on, you know, like, yeah. you're like, really? After all the work, like that's what we're going with. Yeah. And that happens and you have to, to be able to roll with the punches you have to understand that that it's you know they have a vision for their brand that you might not have you know of course uh, and 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 that that's totally understandable i mean but that takes me back to like for every dollar i make i try to spend i try to spend 25 cents making my own creativity happen you know what i mean like i, I try to i try to i try to literally um you know allocate money towards my creativity because at the end of the day I'm hoping in the long run that you know I can follow more of a Gregory Crutzen model and that I'm creating this media that people value and are going to pay me for that as opposed to me being a a, 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 a tradesman you know yeah. um, a, because you know a tradesman has you know can only can only do so do so much, you know. As a yeah. mediator, you just have a lot more power, a lot more influence, and a lot more uh, eventually eyeballs on you. So. Pure, pure expression, you know, pure expression, yeah. and getting paid to be yourself, basically. And yeah. but then with that, I mean, when I watch that stuff, it's just uh, it's really awe-inspiring, especially for a person like myself and yourself. I'm sure once you see it, that wants that voice. But damn, there's a lot of responsibility, which is great. But man, it's just like that, like we talked about when you become a dad and you gotta step it up. It's like when you get to that Greg Crutzen kind of level, or you get to that Ridley Scott level, or you get to these big boy level. You know, like you, you just gotta own up to that level. And by doing that, it's just. It, it, it just comes with that choice, you know, like, I'm, I'm going to be this today, you know, like, I had a good talk with uh, some really good friends of mine about like, um, um, James Cameron, uh, a couple weeks back, and I was really trying to get to the bottom of like, what I thought his day must be like, you know, a oh, guy like yeah. that, especially back when he was in his uh, prime, and he still is, I mean, he's still working so hard, he's a very hardworking guy, and I'm not saying that he's he's past his prime but when he was making like the abyss and terminator and all that kind of crazy shit i mean the dude gets up and he's got like hundreds of things to do and people underneath him and things you know and that's just a film you know and, and I, I can't imagine what those guys must go through <laughs> I, I i don't understand like maybe that that's part of my biggest 
that's one of my biggest, um, uh, you know, mysteries of, of life for me is like, how do people run these huge companies and huge like creatives like James Cameron or there's a lot of people like that that, that, that run these enormous crews of creativity to make something like Avatar, for example. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Like, how do you do that? Like, because because I have my hand in so much and I'm so limited by time. You know, like my the, my time of my day vaporizes from my hand so quickly that I can never accomplish all the things in, that I want to do in a day. And so then the next day when I get up, I'm just like behind the eight ball already. <laughs> and it, it's like I never catch up. So I, I don't understand how these people grow so so massively in such a short amount of time to do all these huge things. I mean, they, they must be incredibly talented people, people. And persuasive, yeah. Yeah, because I, I don't have, I'm much, I'm, I'm, I am, do not have those people skills. Like, <laughs> well, you're I, mathematical and analytical, you know? Yeah. Like, it's I, cool that you're able to be creative as well. So you have a duality within yourself, which is interesting. But I just don't like people that much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's great that you're honest about it, you know? <laughs> it's true, though. I just, I, I, I get let down by people. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and from a general standpoint, I guess, I guess I have been as a, as a kid, you know, and so I kind of like, I kind of like have a huge defensive armada up that I, I kind of keep people at a somewhat of a distance just to, just to, and, and, and I think like those people, like in order to accomplish all those things, um, have to trust so many people so well that all the time. It, yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. I have so much respect for that because th th that is something that I just, it 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 boggles my mind what his day must be like and exactly to your point like i know what my day's like i can't imagine what you know adding a hundred million dollars to a production is going <laughs> yeah. To do my day. yeah i mean it's like you know we can talk about like you know what money does and what it doesn't you know like we can just look at the original star wars in comparison to the, the last three you know like yeah, sure. you, you can throw money at something all you want it doesn't mean it's gonna be great it usually comes down to the choices you know like the decisions that people make like yourself and what you talk about and how you control your stuff i think like uh you're probably getting into the level and I think you're going to enjoy that book too. I, I think actually it's going to probably be a big game changer for you. It's, it has for me, but you might get to, you're getting to that level. It seems like where you're going to start having to rely on people if you want to get to that next level, you know, because that's really where it comes down to, you know, I, I, absolutely. absolutely. I'm definitely at that point where, um, I have made alliances that are, in, that are crucial to my creative existence yeah um and i have that that is absolutely a hundred percent true um and i'm and i've made i have turned that corner and i probably turned that corner in the past um past year year and a half i and i've and, I, and i've really worked at it meaning i've really worked at my people skills and i've really worked at at my creative patience um, and collaborative skills, uh, because I did see that writing on the wall where it was like, you know what? I can only bang my head against the wall by myself for so long yeah. before I realize how much of a headache I have. There's so, lots of good people out there too. That's one thing to remember and to realize that there's a true. lot of, there's a lot of let down people that don't do what they say and 
they can go fuck themselves. Because, <laughs> right. I mean, I've been, buddy, you know, I have that same thing where I'm just bashing my head against the wall for so long until you meet the right people. You know, it's like, you know, like, just think about, like, I mean, how many dates you went on before you met your wife. I don't know if she's your first love or not, but, no. you know, it's like, damn, you got to go through so many uh, shitty people until you find the right one. But that's what makes the right people so good, you know, and I think that the people, these big, powerful people that we're talking about, um, I think that they just end up having the opportunity to to get encountered with these um, these people at an earlier time, you know, and yeah. allow, allow for things to blossom and grow and, and close things off when they need to and, and rebuild them and all that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah, and, and I think to your point, um, I think to your point, and one of the things that has helped me tremendously as of late is to be more... Um, to be more open and inclusive about um, about the creative process and what I do and how I do it and why I do it and all those things that like before was kind of a kind of a, a guarded um, process and and that that I think that prevented a lot of uh, opportunity because you know if people don't understand you there must they're they're much less likely to work with you um, yeah. and so if you can kind of make yourself understandable and and have people understand you then then they know how to approach you or how to deal with you or just to realize that like hey you know like this guy struggles with the same crap i do or or there's some kind of human human being the humility that is important um and and uh and that and that's been something that's been refreshing and and great for me in the past year, two years that that is different from the past. Um, and and you know, honestly, I feel like I'm at the best part of my career right now. I feel I'm doing the best work. I feel uh, I feel I'm, I'm uh, I have I have it figured out more than I ever did before. Um, and so all those things contribute to like better creativity. Um, you know, more confidence, more. Um, more direction, uh, more focus, all those things. So that's, 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 um, I, I feel maybe that's coming, you know, maybe big things are, are coming. They feel like, yeah, it, well, it'll be, if you decide it, you know, like yeah, it's, it's your sure. choice, you know, and who you align yourself with and all that kind of stuff, you know, you like, you can spit in one hand and wish in the other. I definitely you know? kind of, I definitely just, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's always the line that I remember is like, you can wish in one hand, spit in the other and see which one fills up. It's like, yeah. And I used to be that kind of person where I'd always be like, oh, I hope or I wish and this and that. It's like, that's bullshit talk, you know, like just go right. do it, you know. Right. And But, you know, it's, it's there's so many different levels to that. I'd love to talk to you more about like kind of like how you and you can tell, I mean, if you want, you can talk more about it, but like kind of a. Um, because I feel bad because I'm talking more than you probably, and I'm talking about philosophy and weird madness, but I, I mean, uh, people don't want to hear that probably, but I want to talk more about like how you keep your balance because, um, you know, being a dad and, and, and having family and stuff. And then, um, you know, like I, I think, uh, I, I read that you're into to like riding bikes as well too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah awesome. Um, just fit, just being physical really. I mean, just doing anything that, that, um, that keeps me uh, moving through space, um, using my body and understanding that my body is is just as important as my mind, um, and that I need to exercise both of those. And 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 my mind gets exercised all day at work, but my body doesn't necessarily. So I need to make sure I take the time out to do those things um, to keep me 
holistically healthy. Um, and then that helps out a lot. Um, you know, what do you do? Like, do you, do you ride bike or do you go? Gym? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, um, do you do I'm triathlons like, and all that stuff? No, I, I'm not like, I have enough competition that I don't need to necessarily <laughs> race myself against others. Um, I, I ride, I cycle, you know, mountain bike and road bike. Um, I've been playing a lot of golf lately because it's, uh, super, um, it's meticulous it's and hard it's, sport. It's, yeah, it takes a lot of concentration, and yeah. I find that, that while I, even when I ride my bike, I find my mind drifting off into a workplace, <laughs> and so I'm, I'm I might be riding my bike, but I'm thinking about work. Mm. Where in golf, like it takes like a total mind release from what I'm doing, yeah, um, in order to focus on that, and that just gives myself a little bit of a refresher. Yeah, um, and it, and I also. It also gets me outside for longer durations, you know, and that's yeah. that's a good thing for me is to be outside and to, you know, to listen to the birds and be in this quiet space is very meditative. So, um, so I've been enjoying that. Um, my kids and my family give me a lot of balance, you know. They 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 um, they I find myself just staring at my kids sometimes and just trying to. Uh, capture these mental pictures um to hold on to them and to and 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 to you know understand that time is so fleeting and and while we might think we're here forever we're we're gone before we know it yeah. and that and that and just to kind of embrace that you know and 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 understand that that is the balance that that um or understand that if my family life's not working my creative life is not working um, and so making sure that I'm a good husband and a good father is going to allow me to be a good creative. Um, because if, if, if I'm having tension at home, um, it's going to carry over into my work and those things are going to create, and they've been out of balance and, 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 and they're going to create angst and anxiety. Um, and that's going to boil over somewhere. Yeah. Um, so, you know, really how do I do it? I guess, you know, I try to be healthy. I try to spend the time where I need to spend it. I try to be present, you know, so like when I'm with my family, I'm with my family as opposed to, you know, being, you know, thought thinking like being on my phone texting and worrying about work as opposed to like really being present in the moment with my kids and in the moment with my wife. Um, and, and I don't, and I don't, I don't, talk about work with my wife and, and sort of bring it home with me, so to speak. That's cool. You, has that been a thing that you've worked on? Because, I mean, that's hard for me to do because I'm always thinking about it. I'm always in, uh, just in that mode. I mean, has, has that been something that you've acquired through the time or she's probably like, okay, I don't want to hear about this and then you kind of leave it or... Yeah, I mean, she want she'll she'll hear about it if if I if I need to like express it, you know, like if I yeah. need if I need someone to talk to, she'll hear about it. But for the most part, she doesn't really care, you know. Yeah, yeah, my so wife that's too. Re- that's so great. That I, I like that. Me too. Like, yeah, me too. I, I, I like that you don't care about my, my, you know, like like she's like, oh, you're going out of town on Monday. Like she doesn't want to know what I'm shooting or what I'm doing. Like I'm going to shoot, you know, and like, that's it, you know, and that, that that's, it's refreshing because I can come home and be like, you know, what are we going to do with the backyard? Are we going to get some patio furniture? And it's <laughs> like, and, and, suburbia. And, and, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Hey, maybe that's, that's the, you know, the merit living the dream. Let's go to home Depot. <laughs> Let's go to exactly. Bed Bath and Beyond. Spend five hours. Look at candles. Yeah. But you know, I mean, that's that's uh, that's 
that's part of the decision I made, you know, and, and yeah. I'm, I'm happy with it. And, you know, a friend of mine that I just worked with, um, his wife is a creative director and, and, and they both are creative directors at the same company. And, oh, interesting. and I, I'm just like, how do you do that? <laughs> it like, works or it doesn't. Yeah. 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 I yeah. mean, some people are, everybody's different. That's what makes our landscape of, of humanity so brilliant is that, is that there are so many types and, um, and, and so many interesting people for me. Um, I have worked on balance. I have worked on, I, 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 I would, I would cherish, I would, I would be a hundred percent and accurate if I had told you that I feel like I am a completely different person than I was two years ago. Mm. Um, and that, that to me is, um, the way that I see life, the way that I interact, um, is, is really changed. And I think I came to a realization that, um, the way that I was approaching things, was leading towards destruction and I needed to change. You should talk and, uh, a little bit about that if you don't mind. I mean, you don't have to go deep into it, but like when I met you at uh, Matt's office, it was cool at basic, um, you had like a light within, you know, it was cool. Like I, I meet a lot of people and when I do meet certain people, I can tell I, I'm pretty, I feel like I'm pretty decent at reading people pretty instantly. And I could feel like you're very much like comfortable within your own skin and, 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 and in love with, who you are, not in a weird way, but like you, you're excited and happy and passionate about what you're doing. And yeah. that, and only, you know, that comes from it. I think that's, yeah. Is that it? Yeah, yeah no, no, no. I, I, I think, I think you're right. I mean, I, I honestly, um, you know, th this is, this is, you know, this is, a um, you know, look like, I, I've read a lot and I've, and I have searched a lot and I've, and I've, um, I've searched myself. I've, I've, I've sought counsel of, of others and to, to, to try to find balance. Like you, like you said, like you said, you know, if you look back, you know, look like you're, you're an artist just like me. Um, and there's this creative force within you that toys with you and creates within you and creates this hatred of yourself and your artwork and the projects that you do because you're so identified with your craft. I mean, and, and, and I don't know, this is how I used to feel and you might have never felt this way, but I think a lot of artists feel this way is that, you know, it, through their art, they're identified because they pour so much work into it. Yeah. And so when they have a failure, they don't look at it as a the failure of the event they look at it as a failure of existence yeah and and to separate those two things is really important for an artist and a lot of artists don't ever do that um and let's reference great artists of the past let's look at a person like jackson pollock jackson pollock was this incredibly creative passionate artist who hated himself and he hated his work and he hated um you know so much but he was just so brilliant in his in his creation because he was so different you know yeah um, and within that bipolar manic craziness that he went through he ended yeah. up basically killing himself you know what i mean like his 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 demons caught up with him yeah and there have been so many artists throughout great so many great artists throughout time it's such a common theme yeah um, why do you think that is well, I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with men mental illness, and I, and I think that, that you yeah. know that's that's 
I mean, it, it, it's a it, it's a well-recorded fact that that creative people have a much higher um, a higher uh, 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 are much more likely to be uh, bipolar or or um, or go through sort of manic states because they they exist within that you know create and then and then deprecate and create and then deprecate and, and they, they kind of balance between those things and that that angst creates brilliance and um, and it, you know sometimes those two things get so out of balance that they end up destroying themselves and these are some of the things I've read and and you know you'd be surprised how many people you know Van Gogh Michelangelo yeah. Leonardo da Vinci all these people were, were basically bipolar. Yeah, um, or like a, um, um, a head of Asperger's or a form of something yeah. like that. Yeah, you know, like like you know, great musical geniuses, Kurt Cobain, um, you know, uh, uh, Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix, yeah, yeah. Janis Joplin. All these people were incredibly creative, talent-wise, but they ended up destroying themselves because they basically were self-medicating with alcohol or drugs or, or what what have you, um, in order to balance that creativity you know because you know how exhausted you are when you create something like yeah, i don't know it. me i get totally empty yeah when i create something and i put everything into it i feel like a truck hit me yeah yeah that's and how you it, know you've actually done it but then yeah this is cool interesting for you to talk about this yeah keep yeah. going i'm sorry so, so 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 then you know this truck hits you and you're depleted <laughs> and then like you let the, 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 the suck demon start to creep in like, wow, that sucked. It didn't quite <laughs> work out the way that I wanted it to and it sucks. And then you're like, I suck. And then you're like, wow, I'm not worth anything. And you know, you go through that deprecation and, and, it, and it can lead you to some dark places. Yeah. So let's say that you battle that for, for a long enough time until you realize that that, you know, that Once you, once you can see that and visualize that and visualize that distortion that you have uh, or that create, creatives have and you realize it's just a distortion, it's a perception and you have to let that go and you have to believe, you have to truly believe that what you're doing, you're doing it to the best of your ability and if people don't like it, that's, that's, that, that doesn't define you. It's, it's, it's the process that should define you, not necessarily a result. Failing in creativity is part of the process and to absorb that and accept that and own that is is it, it doesn't make it doesn't make you suck it, 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 I'd rather you know make a sport analogy, you know, like the best baseball player in the world You know fails six out of ten times seven out of ten times and they get paid a hundred million dollars a year Yeah, and imagine yeah. that they fail at hitting the ball, what they're paid $100 million to do, seven out of 10 times. Imagine yeah. if you failed at your job seven out of 10 times, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that, that factor goes like, away. Yeah, pretty you know, like, so, <laughs> yeah, it's a good analogy. That's a good one, right. actually. So, 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 so to put it in perspective, like, like you know, you don't want to fail on a commercial job, but it's okay to, 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 to be on that edge, you know, and, and I guess to, 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 to learn that and to accept that and to acknowledge that, that, um, 
I don't know. It just it 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 it's been transformative to me to get out of that mindset and into a mindset, a, a more of a mindset set of uh, of uh, being confident and content in my ability and my creativity that that I'm able to enjoy it and embrace it and breathe it in as opposed to letting every little bit destroy me you know over time you yeah. know what i mean it's like the aha moment that's what takes you to the next level i think because you you don't waste all the energy on the sucking like oh i suck all this stuff because that's a tremendous amount of energy i wasted so much energy yeah. doing that me too <laughs> oh my god yeah so much energy it's actually more energy just I mean, in that alone than the actual the whole production of creating you know absolutely and it just is more than it helps. I mean, you know, there, there. I, I must admit, there, there were some times where that fire in me, you know, because I'm definitely a fighter. Like, I'm definitely like, like, if you smack me in the face, I'm gonna smack you back ten times harder, and I'm gonna keep coming. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm definitely like, you know, I'm definitely like, I put. I, I'm not averse to really hard work, and I and I and I work really hard. And so when I had failures, I would, I would, I would more often than not take my licks, and and then get back onto the the, the the get back onto the grindstone and push harder, and beautiful things did come out of that. Maybe I don't do that as much as I used to, but I don't waste as much time deprecating, and instead of taking uh, you know weeks to get back onto the saddle, I, I, I I'm I'm. You know, you know, I'm on to the next thing. The next, you know, I'm, I put it behind me. I'm on to the next thing. I'm, I'm, I'm creating bigger and better things, and I'm, and I'm progressing as opposed to like maybe, maybe I was more ping ponging, and that now I feel like I'm more on a trajectory of towards something great. You know, I don't know what that is, but I, I feel like I'm on this trajectory towards, towards, um, towards something that's pushing me that way well how could you fail with a outlook like that that's the point right i mean it, the beauty is that you define your own strengths and weaknesses and you define your own world through the idea of that understanding that whatever comes down the road is going to be what it is and you acknowledge it for what it is and you make what it is you know it's like my mom would always say like you give me a pea and i'll give you a split pea soup you know it's like you when life gives you a lemon you make lemonade you know that kind of bullshit it's like right. rolling with the punches and the blissful moment of actually understanding what that is set like neo matrix aha moment like where you step outside the box and realize it's just a fucking box and you can kick it aside and you can become your own god and your own entity and your own thing and your own creation and, and the power of your own self is really amazing you know which is really interesting to me in a society that we live in which I, mean, I do you ever feel, what's that do you ever feel that way i mean did you do you know did you oh, ever yeah yeah you know work through those kind of kind of problems and 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 did you ever know anybody i mean i'm sure we all know people like that um you know th th that 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 are hurting inside but they're great because of it sometimes you know and the, and that um they create these unbelievably brilliant things and and you look at them and you're like god that's amazing and they just look at it and they're like yeah whatever yeah i, mean, I, I, read, I know tons of people like that yeah yeah and and, and I, now i just kind of want to grab them and wring their heads and be like you got you have value you are good you're you're amazing you're inspiring like 
Yeah. Like smile, you know. Like, yeah, you can lead a horse to water, but it has to drink, you know. That's the right. thing too. And everybody's got to have their own journey, you know, which is interesting. Yeah, I think the thing that really woke me up. There's a lot of things, you know. A lot of things were kind of coming together, but it was like reading proper literature and reading, um, like really good words, you know, like reading good words and actually um, applying them, you know, applying that science right. basically. And I didn't grow up. I'm not religious. I didn't grow up in a religious household, and I didn't have necessarily that kind of structure and I don't know what that provides for people but I didn't have that kind of structure to my um, childhood and so I kind of turned to more of spiritualism and stuff like that and then you know like uh, I mean even you know there's always these different levels of enlightenment I think and the, my most recent one that I have that I really admire and I love and I, it's a it's an integral part of my life now is jujitsu and how much I love that and like the okay. art of actually um like the exercise and, and the, the connection I get with myself and other people has been really amazing. And the frustration and the rage and the anger I get with it too, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm like yourself. I'm very much like, you know, it's when it comes to working, it's time to fucking work hard. You know, you slap me, I slap you 40 times harder, you know. Right. <laughs> you know, and it's in, in that fighter in me, but, and, but calming that internal turmoil to silence yourself and be humbled by your environment. It's just a... Yeah, it's, you know, it's a physical, it's, it's got so many benefits, you know, and, and, uh, but yeah, I mean like reading books and stuff and, 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 and constantly it's always a work in progress, you know, like that book I referred you to check out that uh, managing your day to day. It's like, uh, you know, I try to consume like, you know, those books every month, you know, um, because I constantly need right. to be reminded when you're, when you're running at, at such a high, uh, RPM, you burn out fast, you know, so you got to keep that like, you know premium fuel in that tank you know <laughs> or it's, it's gonna true. run like shit you know and so you got to constantly feed yourself you know i'm constantly how do you or do you constantly uh find yourself um in i think like you said you're in it it's been two years and you're you found this next enlightenment level and, and you've you've kind of surpassed that or at least acknowledged it and let it be what it is that negative yeah. part but do you often find yourself um like just flooding yourself with inspiration and 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 if so like where do you you know what's your resources i mean the internet obviously right yeah i'm a i'm a internet junkie um (laughs) how could you not be yeah i mean the the problem there is that that i'm very careful about that shit um and what i mean by that is i'm very careful not to uh, um not to, to, to kind of look at too many other people's work um, yeah. for inspiration in, in my genre because I, you know it's easy to it's easy to kind of like uh, replicate that you know um, and and so I, I kind of like I kind of I'm very I'm very cautious about that I actually have my inspiration come um, you know independent ideas and then I try to visualize them. So I try to think about, um, I try to, I, I'll see something and I'll say, you know what, that would be a great idea. For example, I was walking through the um, airport in Rio the other day and these two security guards, as you know, like the equivalent of the TSA, um, you know, you're walking through the gate there, you know, like the little metal detector and there's all those guys standing around. Well, there's these two guys standing at the other side of the gate. And both of them have their heads into their phone. They're mm. completely unaware of what's around them. And so I see these two guys and I'm walking through and I'm like, I'm like, there's something to this. Like people in our society aren't paying attention. 
So there's an idea, there's a concept. All right. Now, how could we, how could I, and I started thinking to myself, how can I explore this concept visually? Like, what are things that I could juxtapose with this concept to make people aware that, hey, we're not paying enough attention. You know what I mean? Like, so many freaking people have their heads down in their phone. They're just not paying attention. Ourselves included too, right? You know. Like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm guilty as ever. You yeah. know. What I mean? But it's like, good that you acknowledge that because once you do that, once you see that, holy shit! You see, like I go out to family outings or just like, uh, um, you know, just the park and stuff. You know, and everybody's just buried in their um, distractions. Right. You know. Right. Sorry. So, so there's so there's a universal concept that needs to be explored now hopefully i can get the time to explore it and but so now i have this idea right and and it's planted in my head and i've thought okay awesome execution of that is the naked beautiful woman walking down a street and like dudes just staring at their smartphones completely unaware of this beautiful beauty right in front of them yeah the know? natural stuff right or like like an elevator opens and that you know inside the elevator is like a nun and a priest making out and there's this guy with his cell phone just geeking out you know like things that you just would never see but you know you you're going to miss because you're not paying attention and and you know there's you know uh, uh so many visual explorations so i'll start kicking those ideas around i'll start you know writing them down like hey i want to see this or i want to see that and then a project will come out of it, hmm. um, and then hopefully I'll execute it. Yeah. So like that, I'd rather get inspiration from from I guess things that are like co social commentary or or um, or you know juxtaposition like 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 you know my kids um, you know went to a, a party and there was this clown there and all the parents are sitting around like hey I, I hate clowns clowns creep me out clowns this clowns that and i started thinking like hey like i ought to do something with clowns because everybody has an opinion about a clown so i have this shoot scheduled next week where i'm doing something with clowns and like you know kind of like listening and hearing and seeing what the people around you are 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 concerned with and creating images for me because I, I make images creating images that resonate with audiences yeah you know, like 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 for me like so I have a voice and my images are my voice. So therefore, if I want my voice to be heard, I have to communicate something that people are interested in, in hearing about um, and in this case, seeing about. Um, and so then I then, you know, I want to create these things. And so, you know, creating this the smartphone zombies and and the and the clown, you know, destruction and all these things that I have planned like that's. That's kind of where I draw or I want inspiration to come from so that I'm not like I'm not executing somebody else's idea or I'm not um, executing somebody else's technical aspect of it. And I might hit on it like I might be close to it just because there's only so many wheels that you can invent. Um, but I don't feel that I am because I'm not like grabbing somebody else's picture and recreating it in my own way you know yeah, what i mean yeah like, yeah you're pulling so out I'm careful yeah i'm careful about that in the internet because it's easy to do that and we've all been guilty of that um and i creep around on the internet from time to time and see a picture <laughs> that i really love and sort of like put it in a folder and and you know 
kind of think about it, but I, I try to be careful about not doing things that way. Well, we, uh, yeah, well, you consume things, and what, what has been seen cannot be unseen, right? So if you're on the internet right. and you're just browsing for hours, and then, you know, a total of hours add up for the month is like you spend like 150 hours just looking at images on the, and being visual people and yourself included, like you'll, you'll probably retain a lot of that stuff. And it's been said that we actually, um, record like our brain records everything that we see yeah, sure. and um 10 months later you're on a shoot and all of a sudden you have this idea but the idea actually is an image that you didn't remember you saw but it's a, it, it it molds with this idea that you have and then all of a sudden you're taking this thing that's what makes the internet so cool to me is you're taking basically somebody else's idea or work or the image or lighting or whatever and you're merging it with your own idea and you're doing it and it happens a lot i noticed it a lot too and it's in and it's happening in hollywood like crazy but there it everybody's starting to kind of just get muddy with certain things you know and and people unintentionally make things that um you know, I've drawn things that people are like, oh, dude, that's like really similar to this. And then they show it to me. I'm like, holy shit. You know, but it just it's just it's like, you know, if you're if you're throwing uh, rocks into a well, you know, eventually you're going to, you know, eventually you're going to get one in, you know, if you just keep trying to get it, you know. And, and so the idea that if you just keep drawing and making stuff, eventually you're going to have something that might be a remnant of something or, or you know, like your inspiration eventually finds its way into your work whether you like it or not you know like the idea these days oh, is that I, there's I, there's no original idea and there's no original um thing i think there are original ideas still that are uncharted but it's like i relate like i always think of things visually but so i think of like the current day of like mass media and stuff it's like when the the native americans were living in in the the americas or whatever and um you know, it was it was unpopulated. It was in the respect of the land, and you know, and it was it wasn't a ton of people, and it was the land kind of thrived, and it was it was beautiful. And now we have all these track homes and all this bullshit and WalMarts and just fucking junk, you know, and just bullshit out of convenience of life, and it's really disgusting. But it's part of life. That's currently at the situation it is now. It's like I relate that to what's happening with everything around us, but. Um, you know there's beauty to be found in the deepest parts of walmart you know so like <laughs> you know what i'm saying like there's beauty all around us it's just the way you perceive things and your choices of how you um prepare them and expose them to the world around you you know that's the cool thing you know at least yeah, that's what it is to me but absolutely I, yeah. it's just it's just i find like we have a uh, we have a visual tapestry you know just like our our, our we language and, and I'm using language because you know language is, is common to all of us um, in one form or in the other. But but uh, creating images and visuals is, is not necessarily common to everybody. Um, you know, from a from a language standpoint, like we go through trends of how we speak. You know, yeah. there's there's you know there's idioms and and or, or there's there's terms we use and and. Um, and cliches we use and things like that, that 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 change over time and you know when we have the internet we're all, we're all sort of seeing the same thing as, as what we're hearing so for example in music and in new news and comedy shows and tv and everything we hear all these words and the way that they're said and, and, and the inflection is and the and the, the 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 slang and you know all those things they kind of blend together and then we all kind of speak that way and we adopt them and it's the same thing visually 
So the challenge then becomes as if you want to contrast the visual is to understand that you're hearing all those things and that they're becoming part of it, but to be careful about how you apply it. Yeah. Uh, so that you're not, you know, using so so that you're not speaking untrue to your characterization. Yeah. So for example, if I went and I started speaking, you know, like a like a you know, like an 18-year-old, and and up, <laughs> dog? You know, with your pants. I, I would be uncharacteristic. Right. Exactly. <laughs> as silly as that sounds. No, it's true though. A That's a good way to look at it. There's a visual equivalent, absolute visual equivalent. Yeah. You know? so for me to go out and maybe the visual equivalent of that right now is to, is the you know the the young hipster lifestyle photography that we see in all the advertising now that's almost dumbed down and and I, and I and I'm not digging at it I'm just using it as, a, as an analogy yeah um, and it's very different from my work and it's beautiful and it's awesome but it is very now and um, and you know you know like Terry Richardson's style is back uh, again you know the single light on white with a uh, you know direct camera flash and the hipster wardrobe and the whole nine yards is very now. I mean, if you saw like on Mar some kind of like mayonnaise sandwich whip is using that <laughs> their imagery. You know? like, yeah. It's so mainstream now. It's yeah. it's, it's the now. It's always like that analogy well, of like the party, right? I, you, you, I you, speak like that, I, right? You know, like if I were to speak that way now, I'd sound foolish you yeah. know, visually. Yeah. And so I need to be careful about, about that side of it. Like, and, and to try to stay true to, to, to my voice. Um, I might need to adapt new words every now and then and, and techniques in order to stay, um, idiomat idiomatically current yeah. from visual vocabulary standpoint. But I want to be, Careful that I'm not all like, yeah, what up, dog? You know, we're blowing <laughs> up over here. Like, you know, like, like I, I, uncharacteristic, right, yeah. It, right. You know, yeah. and, and I believe that images have that ability, and that if you're speaking that way and you're not really connected with that culture, you're going to look just as foolish as that sounds. Yeah, no, it's a good way to think about it, too. Yeah, I always think, too, like, the funny thing you brought up with, like, the mayonnaise thing is that uh, I, I think of, like, trends as being, like, it's like a party, right? I mean, there's so many symbolisms and things that if you really look back at life, everything's so simplified and easy to understand if you just look at it through a certain perspective. But right. it's like a high school party, right? And then the popular jock throws the party and he's with his cheerleader girlfriend and all these cool people are there and like, yeah, we're cool, you know? And then uh, all of a sudden Feldman shows up and they're like who the fuck invited film into this party you know and so it's like the it's like who the fuck exactly. said it's cool to use this stuff for the mayonnaise and it's like okay disperse uh shut the party down <laughs> you know it's, it's interesting right. that what happens is because like people don't take risk and then the big risk takers gets a chance to take a risk and then from that risk everybody just goes oh this is cool. Let's all jump on it. And then by the time exactly. the mayonnaise commercial comes on, like, all right, disperse. <laughs> right. You know, like, and not to talk shit. And I'm, and and it's 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 truth though. You know, like it's, you know, if, if people are thinking that they're gonna change the world with the mayonnaise ad, you know, I don't know. Maybe we need to have them on the podcast and have a little chat about, you know, maybe why that is. You know, <laughs> but right, you but, know. but you know, to keep to keep perspective. 
mm. on that. You know what I mean? Like to keep perspective, like, okay. So Terry Richardson has had this voice forever and he's been consistent with this voice his entire career. He's done one thing, he's done it very well and he's awesome, right? But that's his voice and his voice is back and he speaks that way and he's always spoke that way so his voice has truth to it mm. but now his voice is popular again and all the young image creators are like well that must be what i need to do and so then they all create all this stuff that's similar to his voice and it gets adopted because you know the mayonnaise people can't afford terry richardson so they hire <laughs> there you go you know joe joe dude um, oh, you know awesome. Joe Dude too. Yeah, so Joe Dude, who's also awesome. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Great and hungry. I'm not, I'm not devaluing no. Joe Dude. Joe Dude is hungry too. I'm he just won. saying, is Joe Dude really? Is that his real voice, or is Joe Dude just doing it because because that's what's getting him work? And I yeah. guess for me, like finding that nirvana of saying, okay, like this is my voice, and I'm going to stay true to that. Yeah. And, and, and within that, I'm going to create different types of images and different types of things until I want to create a new voice, um, and, and some, and say something new and different. Um, but this is my voice and I'm going to speak with it. Um, and, and to be different because I, I believe that to ascend to the level of a guy like Terry Richardson or, uh, Avedon or Leibowitz or um, uh, names are escaping Watson or any of these amazing photographers that have become um, you know uh, uh, American treasures and icons in the craft that I love you need to understand your voice and speak that Annie Leibowitz didn't change her imagery every time a new trend came up. Avedon didn't change his imagery ever. You know, Richardson has never changed his imagery. Yeah. And so for all those people that are out there trying to be heard, like remember that to be truly great, it's not about a technique or style. Nope. It's about a vision. Yeah, it's the idea. Yeah. Like I mean like yeah, well it's just I mean the idea of like um, the the process and the tool of taking an image and capturing that is using a technique with photography and capturing light and all that kind of stuff and then how you play with that light. I mean, uh, if you want to think even beyond that, why don't you look into like LADAR, LIDAR scanners and using like dot matrix, you know, like there's so many things you could do and right. using different processes to come up with stuff, you know, like uh, just looking at things outside of the, of the norm and the idea of what that is. Not just being different for different sake but to be different because it's it's what you are you know you know the, the stylistically like all these people had styles like i mean you know having a style is important but but what i see a lot of people make the mistake of is is that they're always changing their style to meet the to to be um uh, uh trendy current yeah you know what I mean? and yeah and and I don't want to do that. Like I, I wanna I want to be able to believe and to be like I went to a photographic consultant a couple of years ago to, to, to help her to help with my portfolio, you know, to to you know, I just felt like I want I wanted to get like a professional second opinion, so to speak. I wanted somebody to look at my work 
that wasn't so connected to it and to evaluate it, you know, just because, because, you know, you need that. You need like, you need from time to time for someone to look at your work and be like, tear it up or build you up or whatever, just to give you honest feedback. That, yeah. that, that, that is knowledgeable. It's good for you to do that too. It makes you better. Yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it makes you see the holes and it makes you see the, the, it makes you either defend it from a from a from a like a like a, a passion standpoint, or or it makes you question it. It's just good to do. And when they went through the book, you know, they they they, they um, you know there there were some real problems there. You know, like there were some things that they really didn't like. You know, and and um, and there were some things that they that you know that that they wanted me to change. Yeah. And 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 I, and, and I kind of looked at it and I and I and evaluated it and I said, you know what, like, I'm not comfortable changing these things because this is how I see. And when I go into a photo shoot, like this is how I think it looks good, and therefore I have unbelievable um, confidence just to do what I feel is right. Um, as opposed to like overthinking it, like I, I feel it. And those images that maybe she wanted to to see it them changed or or adapted or whatever, like I, I looked at it and said like, okay, I understand visual trends. I understand that that's you know there's this term we use that's so 80s or that's so 90s, and eventually they're going to say that's so 2000 from how something looks visually. Yeah, I get that. And I get like you know the need to 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 change that, but the 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 idea is is like there's certain things you can't change and you shouldn't change, um, and there's certain things that are at your core you shouldn't change as an artist. You shouldn't change how you see in order to meet some trend. You know, if you see the world through wide-angle expansiveness, but everybody else is shooting normal tight, you know zoomed in stuff yeah like you shouldn't try to see that other way because you see something unique and you should let that pull you in that direction and eventually you know your if your vision is strong enough it'll change the way people are shooting you know yeah. because yeah. people see the power in your work and so like staying true to that is core like you know hey if like there was this guy named named Chip Simons who was an awesome photographer and he had this incredible um, you know, impact on the industry from, from, from in, in, the, in, I think, I think it was the 80s, 90s era. And he shot everything with a fisheye lens and like super colorful. And that was his, his thing. And everything that he shot was looked like that. And you saw it from a mile away. And it's like, ah, that's Chip Simons. Like, like that's his thing. Well, you know, that came and went, right? Um, and, not saying that like he should always still do that um, because you know eventually his business dried up and he kind of he kind of I haven't heard from him and I don't know where he is and what he's doing and I haven't seen a picture from him in years I don't even know if he's still taking pictures but um, you know he was a 30 something on top of the industry kind of dude yeah um, and and killed it and he never really evolved um, past that gimmick I think not a but that way of seeing um, that that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about more of a like a like a, a holistic of how you 
of how you um, are, are visualist, how you make imagery, how you make things, not because you use the lens and a bunch of gels, but really um, on a broader level, like, like staying true to how you see, how you feel about your subjects, how you want to interpret them. Um, how just taking you... a moment to think, right? Just really taking a moment to think. Yeah, we're just, 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 just I, I, don't, I don't even know if I think, I feel. Well, yeah, you know I mean? but I mean, yeah, I feel, I guess, you I mean, uh, similar, but like, it's a taking that time to really reflect, you know, to feel it, to think it, to, 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 to understand what you're actually doing, you know? I think sometimes the times that I ever did work that I probably would regret is I usually did them based on the improper emotion or I did them in, um, in a way that I felt, uh, it's just like I did them without thinking properly, you know, like I didn't feel it right. You know, I was just doing it to get it out. I was just trying to get it done, you know. Yeah, and I, know. I, I, I hear you. I do that. I do that. I have that. Well, we have to, right? I mean, yeah, for the most part, I mean, we're, we're, we're people are listening. I think for I'm going to speak for myself, but we're we're talking about the ideal situation, the nice. ideal situation of being uh, able to just kind of create on our own and, and to be creatively uh, um open to doing things that we want and we're getting, trying to get to that level making those choices to just to do that exact thing but uh you know we both work and uh please clients and desires and you know we do stuff that we're probably not you know extremely proud of all the time you know because it's hard you know um we do a lot of shit and and yeah. let's, let's just be honest like yeah we, i know exactly we I mean, do a lot of stuff and and um but we live for that moment that we've created something that everybody goes oh, that's the shit yeah. and 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 that's 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 what i'm referring to not necessarily like the like the the coffee campaign i shot recently that is like you know it's like man <laughs> you know like, coffee can't uh, coffee uh, stuff. it's good but it's it ain't setting the world on fire yeah <laughs> you know? yeah like yeah. it it but it's helping it, pay the bills and, and keep just, your kids fed and stuff, you know. So, so, so you know, there, there's, well, there's a project I wake up every morning that I'm working on now. I wake up at six o'clock in the morning and I'm communicating with the create other creatives that I'm collaborating with on at six o'clock in the morning because, like, I want this thing to be the best thing that I've ever done, you know. Good, and good for you. So, I'm putting that type of energy into it. Um, and, and that's a commercial job, but it, but I, but it, it's one of those ones where all the things have come together, where they let me do what I, what I wanted to do. They let me, uh, visualize it and see it how I wanted to see it. And they're letting me post-produce it the way I want it to be post-producted. It's like, I own this project. So damn right. I want it to be good as yeah. opposed to taking us back to the original analogy of the guy who hires me to, to clean unclog a sink like you know i don't own that project that yeah. project i'm i'm just a part of and and i love owning projects and we're i think i think what i always want to talk about is when we own projects when we when we are speaking true to our creative souls when we are able to um create with our way of seeing and our way of visualizing and, and our way of doing we're able to do that freely and unencumbered by the demands and rules of, of clients and, and, and pocketbooks and that's how you know you've made it 
I think really, you know, that's like that next level really. And it comes with all those choices, you know, the choices to, um, you know, when you get a job, you get an email, you get somebody interested and they have a deep pockets. It's hard to say no to them because you know that you, I mean, what I'm trying to do now is I'm trying to just accept jobs that I feel like I can help out with and be passionate about with as best I can. But I'm trying to, and and I don't know if you're doing this too. Um, I got really inspired from uh, Vitaly the last talk we had, um, where he takes sabbatical. So I'm trying to to create um, enough money to like be able to take breaks. You know, whether it be a week or two weeks or a month, but create to work on these jobs where I get paid decently enough to be able to take breaks, where all the bills are paid and everything's handed out and worked out. But then I am able to like shut the world down for a week and just focus on. A program like you know my next one i'm taking i'm going to take a sabbatical next month um either five to seven days where i just focus on zbrush and actually master it in that week and see how nice. far i can get but it's like you know, that's the goal though you know like i have to learn that it's a, it's like uh i have all these i don't know if you make lists i'm big on lists and i have like a bucket list basically of all the things and this year i've actually been able to obtain a ton of them i'm actually even going to be signing at comic-con i'm so excited i used to go there as a kid and just like try to submit my work and you know just get critiqued by these huge people and stuff and so now it's really amazing to be able to, to do that thing but it's all about lists for me and that's been the one big thing and taking time off do you do you have to take time off i i try I to do. i do i you know like for example i got back from brazil um last week and and i basically took that week off although i did get sucked into a couple of firestorms but i, I for the most part i I enjoyed that week and, and you know, I need, I, I'm so depleted after I do like a big shoot or a string of shoots together. Like I have to take that time off and it doesn't necessarily mean I go places all the time. Um, yeah. but, but I definitely like check out and understand that like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to get back to it. But right now what's going to be more important is that I, is that I refresh and recharge those batteries Smart. for sure. Yeah, it's smart. It's a smart way to do it because you um, establish, you give yourself like a, I never realized it and I actually didn't give it any, um, I didn't give it any very like merit. You know, I was always worried that if I took a break, then I would um, become like less, you know, but I realized the benefits of how amazing it is actually to take breaks and the reasons why. And, and especially talking to Vitaly, if you haven't listened to that one, he's, he's fucking amazing. He's a phenomenal dude. And the way that he, I mean, it, it gets really mathematical almost to the point of nausea where it's conf- like just so, you know, restraining yourself and, and controlling yourself. It's it's very much like the the next level, but it, it can be very uh, sketchy if you don't control yourself with that because, you know, um, controlling your time to the, to the level of that. Um, like a machine because we're not machines you know but it's like you're trying to get the most out of the uh, out of the apple tree or the best the most out of yourself and and through that transition it's just it's just, it's, it's really hard you know and that's what that book that I referred you to it has a lot of really interesting points about like your day-to-day and, and in your habits and how to control things and keep the flow of creativity going and we've had some good talks though about like that and, and, and we actually have a project that we're collaborating on I can't wait to talk about it and show it um, once we get it going and stuff it's going to be really I think it's going to be really cool I mean it's got to be really cool it's, it's going to be fucking cool yeah <laughs> those projects that that um those are the time and and again like that's all this finding finding this um what you're speaking to t- taking breaks and recharging and and 
you know, not, you know, you were like me and that we ground ourselves into the ground in order to get success or to get notice. And I'm not saying that that's not a good thing. Like I, if I didn't grind so hard, I wouldn't be sitting here right now. I ground myself into, into creative submission where, you know, it almost cost me my, my family. It almost cost me my wife, you know, it, you know, and, 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 you know, it paid off in the, in the, in with the success of, of of commercial success and and creative freedom, um, but you know I had that same mentality, um, and I'm not so sure that working a little bit less, enjoying it a little bit more along the way, would not have gotten me to my goals faster. And, yeah, and yeah. I don't know if it would have or not, but I've certainly. And much happier now than I ever was before. Yeah, well, it's good to hear, and that I was not alone because, yeah, I mean, when I did my year stand at Prologue, it, it almost cost me my marriage and my family and all that kind of stuff, you know. And and, and uh, I think with great sacrifice comes great reward, um, and we're we're proof of that concept. But it's, yeah, it's it's just man, it gets really uh, it gets really sketchy, you know. It gets really got to be very cautious of that you know that life yeah. balance you know and and how you know it's because if you really think about it you know we love our families and this and that but we're very selfish you know like we're very driven selfish people in a lot of ways because of what we do you know like you're flying away out to brazil i fly around all the time too and i'm leaving my family and this and that you know like i could take a different route and just you know go and I don't know what I would do. I, I, I couldn't do that, honestly, because I'd be fucking pissed off all the time and I wouldn't right, be living to my exactly. potential. That's the worst thing you can do to anybody is is try to control them and, and take away their actual um, proven potential, you know. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's I think it's, it's good to hear that because I think for some people that might be listening too, they think, oh, okay, so you, you went to school, you had a passion for it, and then you just start working at it, and then boom, you know, overnight. But there's no such thing as overnight success. And when people right. say that, they're just lying to you. They're lying through their teeth. Right. It's, there's, it doesn't exist. Uh, the real badasses and the true leaders of this world, um, it, was a, it was a life in the making, you know. And oftentimes, um, the real badasses were the kind of people that would transcend time and, and, and go back into time and, and, and learn from the past, you know. Because uh, history repeats itself. And if you're really cautious and you're a smart person, you'll acknowledge that and really look at the patterns of the of history and you'll change it. And if you think about anybody that's really profound and amazing, you think about the reason why they were is because they changed the riff in the in our history. You know, like they've they uh, went against the adversity to change things, you know, whether whatever the reason is, you know, Martin Luther King or, you know, whoever. Anybody. They were different. They were yeah, different they were different, and they're, and they're willing, and they're willing to accept their difference. Yeah. Um, and that, and, and respect and it. Right. And people, people, people love that. You know what I mean? People love to be surprised by people that are strong enough to be different. Yeah. Um, and 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 they and you know, the, I, I if there's one thing that I could that I would hope is that there's one dude out there listening that is unsure of themselves or do that struggling cr with creativity um if i could just say you know what it's okay to be different it's better to be different it's much better and 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 event and if you if you um if if you believe in it um it will happen you yeah. know what i mean like truly yeah. truly truly believe in it yeah um and and i don't i don't know like i, I just 
I don't know. I often tell this to people. I don't know what I did. I'm a big karma believer. I'm not a religious guy. Um, I didn't grow up with any kind of religion, but I, but, but I believe in, I believe in like, you know, you reap what you sow. I believe in, in, um, in doing the right thing. And, and, and I, I, I just feel so blessed sometimes that I think that like, I must've done something really great for somebody at some point or done something to, to enjoy all the, the, this, 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 the, I mean, I feel very successful, not because I'm, you know, super famous or super rich, but but I'm I'm super happy, and and um, and uh, uh, you know, it took me a while to get here, but uh, but I feel super blessed, and um, and the, like I feel like I must have done something really well to deserve all this. You um, know that, yeah. You know that tells me though, it's a, that it tells me that you worked really hard for it because people that didn't wouldn't work hard for it and all that sacrifice and you know that the cost, you know, you put all the chips on the table, they wouldn't be saying the same thing, you know, and 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 uh, yeah, that's beautiful because I think with great hard work you get a lot of great things, you know, and and for people that don't want to work hard for it, well, tough shit, you're not going to get to this level of enlightenment, you know. Yeah. I think like Buddha or whatever, uh, I did a little bit of reading on him as well because I was interested in, in, in college. I did some research on him as well and, and his whole transformation and stuff. And, and a lot of it was all about sacrifice, you know, like, and I mean anything with any, and, you know, like the hero's journey or like Joseph Campbell's stories and his breakdown of mythos and all that kind of stuff. It all breaks down to uh, the journey, you know, and um, we, uh, we love a good journey and we love it within ourselves because it's relatable and we all want that. And uh, people out there that are, are are aspiring to be what they want to be are already at that potential and that don't understand it. Or it's like, uh, and, and not like we know anything either. I'm not ever going to know, you know, exactly what, yeah, you know, totally. like I'm just trying to scratch the surface. But I think by acknowledging all these things and, and, and going rolling with the punches and acknowledging when like um, that dark voice comes at you and or whatever, you know, the passenger or whatever you want to call it within yourself um, is, is, is nipping at your heels or, or trying to make you bend and fold, uh, to, to, to go the other route and go the high road, you know, and, 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 and trust me, that road is, is, is epic. It's just, you got to trust yourself to take that yeah, avenue, sure. you know? Yeah. Which is great. And that's a really great thing to think about too. I'm, I, I mean, we're running out of time and it's a bummer because I wanted to talk more about like details and stuff of things, but I think, I think what was cool about our, our talk when we were um, at Matt's is like it was all big ideas and I'm all about the big idea, the abstract big idea because I can I can deal with the details later. I like the idea of talking about the abstract because the abstract is is in itself is, is like a seed, you know, and it's it's the seed of thought that creates the tree of, you know, of everything else and, and thinking about things not necessarily on like the nitty-gritty like how is it to shoot ice cube and, and george bush and stuff you know like i don't know if i really care to and i hope that's okay with you i didn't want to necessarily dive into those technical no, aspects I, and stuff I, honestly too. like i'd much rather share these are the things that you online um you know yeah you that's true I can, you can go and learn how to set up my lights on YouTube a hundred times. There's a hundred guys out there that will teach you exactly how I do everything that I do. Um, the, 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 all those details, I think the, they're not going to reveal the most important things, which are the mindset, the, the mental approach, the, the, um, the, 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 you know, the main components of being successful is, I think, you know, learning humility and, and learning, um, 
learning about humanity and all these things that we're talking about, I think are far more valuable for me to share about me and about where I am in life and about how I do things as opposed to like the, 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 fi the, the finite, which I think people can learn technique and, and those types of things, unless that's your forum. But for me, like, I really find like, I don't hear, get to hear these things from people a lot. And, no, you uh, don't. That's why this and, is here. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that, and that's for me, that's the, that, you know, someone, asked me to write like a blog post about um you know whatever i wanted to write about um and and i took a very philosophical philosophical approach quite like i'm taking here um to to, to mentor other young photographers that, that wanted to do stuff and and i kind of like bullet pointed it out and and for me that's the best thing i can share is that is that um not the exact but the the um the the ethos of what i do and how i am that's awesome. I mean, that's the way to do it, really, I think, you know, and like you said, I think you hit it on the head, and that's one of the big reasons why we're doing the podcast is because you can't get this stuff on online, and, and I started getting really into podcasts myself, and I'm a big fan of, like, Joe Rogan's podcast because he has, like, really interesting people, and he has, like, really honest, candid conversations. It's very un-Hollywood, very un, like it's not produced and just like controlled and contrived it's 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 raw people having conversations and and not everybody's going to get a chance to have a really great conversation with you or a lot of these people that i have on here because it's hard to get access to you guys and there's no way you could reach out and have these intimate conversations all the time and actually do what you're doing so the goal is that this will be on the internet for anybody that wants to listen i think there's a really a beautiful thing when i was starting out with all this stuff i would have like loved it you know like it was funny being able to to meet you because like you know like i was telling you i was Tell, uh, we had found out that you were over in that area and then I was like oh Tim Tatter's over here man we got to freaking uh, meet with this dude and we even went over to your studio and you weren't there but it was it's so funny and cool and I love how the the universe works and the and the law of attraction as you will if you want if you believe in that stuff how everything uh, has its own reasons good and bad and, and the way of accepting that but it's cool to see you know we're, we're now we're going to be collaborating we're having this awesome talk and, and hopefully this gets out to the right people and, and all that stuff it's just it's really cool man I just geek out on these moments and it's 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 part of the actual journey too is to step back and be like damn this is a good view or like this isn't a very good view but um you know i just keep trudging on and, and right over that that crest i think i'm going to see something amazing i just got to keep trekking you know and that's one, what's cool one of the things i hold core is that is that opportunity presents itself to me when i'm ready for it yeah absolutely um, and, and for me that that's important to understand that that sometimes if you knock too hard on the doors, it might open before you're ready to open it. Yeah. And for me, I kind of try to work really hard at creating a really good product, and hopefully the doors will open when 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 I'm ready for them. So that when I go through them, I go through them with my chin up and my and my um, confidence and assurance intact, and I'm and, and I'm ready to kick ass, not just be happy to be in the room. Um, and so. You know, like I, I'm a believer in that. In life, you know, we get these opportunities and we interact with these people when we're ready to. Yeah. Uh, and and I certainly feel like lots of doors are opening up all of a sudden, and and, and it's probably because I feel like I'm I'm ready for them. Um, good. And so that's a that's a that's a good thing. It's a really exciting time.
It is, and it's and, and I think it's great that you value that and understand that, acknowledge it, and appreciate it, and for what it's worth, you know, because it's going to be that it's it's going to be that much sweeter, you know, yeah, and it's gonna, it's going to be that much greater, and and all the sacrifice you're going to acknowledge that there was a reason for it, you know, and it's all going to it's going to it's just going to manifest cool. itself, which is fucking cool as hell, man. No, that's awesome. Is there anything else like? Um, it sucks. We could talk forever. I got to get down. I got to come over and hang out with you sometime down at the studio. <laughs> Soon yeah, enough, sure. we will. We'll, we'll talk about that later. But, uh, you know, is there anything else before we, we um, cap this one off? Is there anything else that you wanted to make sure that you um, were able to get across or um, wanted to make sure that you, I don't know, just anything really, you know? Yeah, no, I, I think, you know, thank you for the opportunity to be here. Fuck you know, yeah. Anytime. And then, and then, you know, um, really just to understand that the, that the struggle the creative struggle is it it, it it can be a very isolated aloneness kind of thing and and uh but you know what there's lots of people that are that are going through the same struggles um and and you know for me uh uh having you know having the support of other creatives to 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 to, to help you is is super important and hopefully uh, hopefully you know this this is place where people can and um, believe in their, their creativity and value their creativity and, and keep our industry um, valuable to, to everybody and, and that we don't get undervalued by the massive corporations who want to squeeze us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's a perfect way to end it. <laughs> that's so, it's so true. Yeah, it's so true. And if anybody has any questions or wants to get at Tim or... Um, I mean, what's the best way? I mean, you're you're obviously incredibly busy, and um, you know you have your family and stuff. So, I don't know if email probably is not the best. You do have a Twitter or Facebook or something. Yeah, or... Twitter's incredibly effective um, because it pops up on my phone. You know, at Tim Tatter. Okay. Um, that's you know, Facebook is good too um, because I you know I get those little messages. Um, email is horrible because as you know, you get like a zillion like hundreds. You know, hundreds of hundreds of things right now in my email box this is no joke i have fourteen thousand unread emails oh man so i couldn't do that <laughs> I never get through them and they just kind of like a pile up you know yeah um uh, it just you're happens. gonna love that book man you're gonna love that book so so you know like like those types of immediate conversations and you know i'm i'm open like i'm open to the creative um to the passionate creative that that is um that 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 you know needs advice i'm often giving that but um what i what i can't stand is for people who, who email me or text me or whatever and 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 want to know in a in a sentence how it happens <laughs> yeah I, like, I hate like, that dude <laughs> you know, like, i can't tell you yeah you go know, fuck yourself go man <laughs> <laughs> not like that, but it's funny as I can. Yeah. Go take a million pictures and come back to me. And, yeah, go put you know, ten thousand hours in, and then you won't right. even you won't even have that question for me. Exactly. Yeah. Like like you know like it it doesn't happen like that. And and but if you come with a specific kind of like, hey man, I'm struggling with this problem. Any solutions? Anything that might help? Like I can pinpoint that and be like, I've done this before and it worked. Cool. Or, 
worked or whatever. But like, if you come to me, like, how did you, how did you become a photographer? It's like, well, <laughs> let me start. Like, yeah. You should have start? an automatic <laughs> like, fact. Yeah. Automatic fact thing that you just send people to it so they understand. But and it's cool that you're willing to open up and, and be giving. And, and obviously, like you said, you, you know, the karma thing and stuff. So I think it's good to be accessible if you have, if you can, but it's also like, if you, if, if, if you're going reaching out to him, he's not responding. It's not because he doesn't like you or doesn't, you know, it's probably because he's, he's rather spend time with his family or something. So it's okay. And if you can't get enough out of this conversation, then you should probably just go out and do some work and you'll get it all in, within yourself, you know, but for the basic bits, you know, if they, if you want to follow his work or if you're a fan of his stuff, Check out his website. He's got a blog too. No blog. Uh, I kind of gave up my blog in in favor of, of a Facebook. Yeah, uh, it's kind of better because it was a better community. I could get better reaction. You know, I wasn't getting a million like spam. You know, comments on my blog, and now Facebook kind of does a better job of controlling that. So yeah, kind of been using Facebook. It's just Tim Tatter Photography. Um, you know, I, I I will say one thing is 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 um. I'm just, I have a hard time keeping track of all those social media outlets. So yeah, yeah. Um, there's so many of them. Uh, I, I tend to exist in the Twitter, Facebook sphere and, and sometimes Instagram. Um, but that, that's pretty much the, you know, that's pretty much it. I mean, I haven't even updated my website in six months and I realized <laughs> I need to do that because time is flying and I've created a lot of new shit that I need to share. Wicked. Um, so, you know, yeah, I have, I have so much new work. I realized I haven't, I have so much new work to share. I can't wait to share it. I just, it's just like the phone is just constantly or constantly in production on the next thing. And I, I haven't taken enough time this year to be like, <gasps> <laughs> it's my new work you know it's yeah. more just like recover and recuperate and on to the next project and and um you know i got a cool project coming up monday that i'm really excited about awesome and so hopefully that that'll um i think that's going to be another one of these things that gets seen by a wide audience and and um and it's going to really change the the game a little bit so uh we like doing those things and and um this will be great Wicked, man. No, I'm excited for all that and, and to, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's cool to get to know you more and to, to be able to have these conversations. And yeah, dude, thank you so much. I mean, from everybody that's no listening, thank, thank you, you for spending the time. I know you're busy and, and this is valuable and, and we appreciate it. So yeah, man. Awesome. That's the best part of my day right now. This Boom. That's awesome. Me too, man. I love these podcasts. They're, they're just such a joy. They're so much fun. It's just, it's just like, it's just filling up that tank, you know, so. Yeah, for sure. Wicked, for sure. man. Well, uh, thanks, dude, and I'll be talking to you soon, so. Cool, man. <laughs> awesome. Thank Later. you. Have a great day, man. And everybody listening, take care. Peace. Peace. Peace.